0: You're listening to the Under Starters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Under Starters Orders
1: Podcast.
0: Welcome along, guys. It is Wednesday, the 23rd of December, and this is our second podcast, which is going to cover the 27th of December's racing, and we're, we're going to be starting with the Chepstow card. I'm joined again by our three main men here. Uh, Stephen Edwards is still with me. Hello, Stephen. Hello, guys. Well, Stephen. Andrew's still here. Hello, Andrew.
2: Yep. Still haven't been barred from the chat. I appreciate that, lads.
0: That's all right. Don't worry about that. And Declan, you're still here? Yeah. Good evening again, gentlemen. We've all cracked open another beer. I think I don't know if a Stephen has.
1: Have you still? i on here? the bad, far, the Czech, the Czech bad. The bar to check the check
0: bad. Yes, we've all cracked one. We've cracked another one open, and we are ready to start with the Coral fi- Finale, the Juvenile Hurdle, which is the Grade One at 140 on the 27th. Um, headed at the top of the market here by Nasylum, um, for the Gary Um, uh, Looks a very very smart horse in the making. You know, I've I mentioned to you just off recording here that Goshen, it's like Goshen reincarnated. And then Declan mentioned...
3: He's a cash-free animal. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> he does look an ideal type to go and win the triumph with, but it won't be as easy as that, as we all know. Nichols has an interesting French recruit here in Hougry, so he could be anything. Um, Stephen, want to start us off on this one?
1: Cheers. <laughs> um, yeah, We're well, to end they sailing what is uh, I'm looking at four six in my tissue uh, he's won by 49 lengths and 69 lengths two races at Fontwell probably Monday mornings knowing that but um, <laughs> one to twelve and he beat, he beat Dan Skelton also on the first race uh, Shentree which was quite short in the betting uh, I don't know too much about him but looking at distance wise obviously looks like he's got some kind of engine Dagio, um, he won quite a nice. He won a race which is quite signified with the festival, like as a as a triumph trial. Last time he was well-backed. he was. I think he was even money in the morning. Went off at four to nine. He's won well. I don't think he beat much. Uh, I think this race revolves around the nickels horse, Chris. Uh, f- five to two. You just what are we going to get? Are we going to get an horse that's ready to go or a horse there? They're going to probably try and I don't know it could be a Fred Winter or couldn't it? they might be looking after him I don't know hiding yeah. <laughs> the cards as they say but uh, Elmond Valley was sort of an average average also on the flat. he won well on uh, Debbie hurdles. he beat the uh, the Nick Williams horse, which is down, down the field uh, Yadrazil is it called um, yeah. I'm really struggling Chris for a selection but uh, I'm just sort of really looking forward to seeing the Paul Nichols. Also. they've obviously spent a lot of money buying him from France. Uh, he's run it all the, way to the last couple of times. Uh, sort just to watch him break for me, mate. Yeah,
0: Declan, what about yourself for this one?
3: Uh, look, I, I don't know. The bookies—they're just taking the piss here with this favorite. And they look—was his last race? He won by forty-nine lengths at one to twelve. And he's a 4-5 shot here. Like, uh, actually, oh, h- after how many lengths has it become a distance? It can't be much more than 49.
0: I, I, thought, so it after, I thought it was actually after
3: 20 lengths. Yeah, it's just down as 49. Look,
0: Who, who actually sits there and calculates it? Who measured
3: it? <laughs> how do you measure it? How do you know that looks about 49 lengths? You know, it's not 50 lengths, it's 49 lengths. Probably the judge who's done that photo finishing the Cheltenham yeah. Band. Look, what what farm makes them make this horse you know, an odds on favourite for a grade one? Like that's not farm. It's that farm you can discuss even. He's won a one twelve by, by forty nine lengths. Like Duffelcoat is probably has the best farm or, or maybe Gordon's other horse of, of all the three year olds and the point part so Daggio has been second to coat and look, you know my thoughts on these flat rats, so I don't look at them too much. I don't delve into the farm too much. It doesn't really interest me. But I will definitely like to take on. I like taking on odds-on favourites all the time, but definitely this one, his price is up a four to five, because he's one at one to twelve by forty-nine ends. Like he beat it two hundred to one shot. Yeah. You know, it's that it's that form you want to go to war with. Um, I don't have an awful lot to say about the race, but you know, Adagio being second to Double is some sort of form, you can make an argument about. So
1: that would be my bet for this race. Yeah, it's definitely the strongest piece, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and
0: the, the, the Salem if you, When you watch the races, he he does jump well, and he's he's an out-and-out guy. Out. Like when I I was saying to you, he does. He looks like Goshen reincarnated from last year. He really yeah, he's never—he's never won a boat class three as well. Well, he nearly did. He nearly won that triumph last year, and I was cursing him. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, that's an unfortunate one. Andy, what about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: the only two-time winner of this race actually was abandoned due to frost. Like what a horse he was <laughs> in, in nineteen ninety-five <1995 laughs> and
3: nineteen ninety-six yeah
2: he was a he was a two-time juvenile hurdle winner that's that's phenomenal no look this is um i totally agree with declan this is like we have a horse here that's essentially impossible to assess um but the bookies are taking no chances i don't think i've ever had a bet in this race and i'm probably not going to start this year Um, it is interesting that that Tom Simmons has inherited a a filly called Marta de Mott um, that has won twice in France um, but has bombed out on heavy albeit being her first ever race course appearance so you know like what does she hold you'd have to you'd have to study the French form Um, I I don't think the David Pipe horse, you know Adagio like He's rated one three six, and um, he was he was good at Cheltenham. He is held by Duffelcoat, but then again, Duffelcoat might have been favourite here, and um, Quilixios would have definitely been favourite here. Um, it's just not really a race you can kind of get your teeth stuck into, really, is it? Um, maybe just lay the favourite just because there's nothing to go on. You're getting a flip of a coin. Um, like he could be better than a class three animal, he could not be, and you if you're getting if you're getting even money to lay him. Um and there's not a lot of evidence there. Um get get on that pink button on Betfair, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I would just do it while you were just talking around having a look into the information surrounding Hoogree, um, for the Nichols yard and the, the buyer in you know, when he went to the Arcan sales, I think his name's David Powell. Powell, yeah, David Powell, yeah. Um when he when he asked why he wanted to buy this horse he just put everything I've been mean, wanted to buy the horse ever since he made his debut he ticks all the boxes and I thought even Mikey make make a little bit more than what he did at the, on the day so he just thinks he's obviously a very nice type that he's seen there but obviously not one to play that I would be enjoy I, I would like to see the and win this for the more yard we've had a shocking time with the gaussian incident, incident and rounding this, and I do think Nasalem looks like a very good horse, but I just want to—it's a watching race. You don't want to do anything with this. Do we all agree with that? Yeah,
2: i am actually—I'm going to lay the favourite, Chris.
0: Lay the favourite. Yeah. yeah, lay away, lay away, try it. I think that who agree it, would be a very nice winner for the Nichols team. You know, he does target these these taps from these French races for the triumph, doesn't he? He's done that a yeah,
1: couple. Yeah, I think Sam, you Winner, know, yeah, good winners of the race. In yeah. the park, you know. but I echo your sentiments, Chris. They're nice people to moors, aren't they? They could do with another nice one, couldn't they, after a few reversals.
0: Definitely, definitely. Right, let's move on anyway. We'll move on to the 250, which is the the big handicap of the on the 27th, which is the Welsh National, the Grand uh, Grand, the Welsh Grand National. Sorry, uh, we've got a rather short price favourite for this. Really, in the context of the race, haven't we? With Secret Reprieve at seven to two, it was fifteen to two um, yesterday when I was having a look. So obviously, there's been a few you know deferrals since then. But um, Secret Reprieve was was a very, it was a nice winner over three miles last time here at, at Chepstow, and looks like a type that could be thrown in here. He really does offer very light weight. Um, He has got some really hardened handicappers here who have been proven over the distance to take on. Um, What do we think about this? Let's start with you, Andy. What do you think about this one?
2: Yeah, um, look, I can see why Secret Reprieve is favourite. He's a very progressive six-year-old. Won over the course last time out. Um, Did so in impressive fashion. 100% is going the right way. Gets in off a stamp here, 10 stone one. Um, like it is, it's it's very very attractive. It's it's whether you want to take seven to two in a in a twenty runner slog fest um, is is another thing because this is going to be as testing as it gets. Um, I think Richard Hobson's done a good job this year with Lord De Manille. Um, he's campaigned him pretty sparingly. He, he ran him over hurdles, and then he ran him over an insufficient trip in the Grand Sefton. But that should have him absolutely spot on for the. For the Welsh National and he Completely proved me wrong last year like he was Swimming around Haydock for most Of the season Um, Never been ridden
0: under He's never been ridden the way that he was last year Currently this Mm. year He's never been ridden from the front
2: And look he might pop out in front here This would demand a career best Because I think his Best performance last year Was very likely His win over perfect candidate in the in the last fling, um, he was beaten into Peter Marsh by Smooth Stepper, um, kind of mugged in that. To be honest with you, he was definitely the best horse in the race, um, and then he was he probably had his pocket picked to an extent by Raven Hill as well because he was up at the pace for so long, and, and Jamie Codd just came from Cleve Hill and done him late, but you know that can happen in the National Hunt Chase, especially with the amateurs. Um, this is a whole new test. It's it's going to be your your three mile six can he last it out he's a seven-year-old so you he might have a bit more you might have a bit more in the tank um this season he's definitely been trained for the race Um big river's another horse who i love but he's like you know he's like your he's like your three-year-old that has a, has a nightmare at four o'clock in the morning wakes up crying if he that's what the whip is to him i say he sits there in a stable and we, we Bloody hell. if he dreams about the whip he starts kicking the door down and and has all sorts of panics like this this horse hates the whip and um, so Derek Fox will have to be very 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 good indeed to try and get this horse home because if you show Big river the whip he downtils um now if there is a race in which he can he can do that because he tends to get outpaced and um, especially through the middle of the races and um, he has his own ideas about the game but he's definitely talented. And um, he could he could definitely run well here. Um like I don't want to back the favour, Chris, secret reprieve, especially at around seven to two, four to one, but this race has been won by very, very progressive horses. Potter's corner, um, even Native River off top weight those few years ago. The race just seems to suit that type of improver. Um I think he's the most likely winner, definitely. Um, But I I just couldn't, in my right heart, back him at that sort of price. Um, Another one I'll just give a quick mention to is the Hollow Ginge, who was quite eye-catching in the Ladbrokes Trophy. Um, He's a horse I actually backed the National Hunt Chase last year when the race really cut up. Um, He was beaten, yeah, 14 lengths. He should get the trip. He will handle the ground, um, and he probably... This probably is his race, so he might be the each way value in, in, in the race, Chris. But it's not a race I'd have a huge opinion on, to be honest.
0: Yeah, they'll definitely need their armbands for this because Chepstow is due some heavy rain on Christmas Day, unboxing uh, there. So we'll have to see how they go about on this. Um, Declan, have you
3: got one for this one? Yeah, look, I, I haven't looked at the race too hard. I showed to run out of time, and we had a lot of races to cover, but I, I'm looking at Springfield Fox and look he's won twice on heavy he's quite inexperienced he he ran in the four oiler, and he he made a mistake at the first and he never enjoyed himself and he ended up unseating that was his only his, his tour run over fences he's he's gone he's, he's obviously quite unexposed having only ran three times over fences he ran in a hurdle the last day which i don't like but it, it does tell me that they were Protecting American and, and maybe this is this was a the plan to come here and, and have a, a real go at it, especially when he, he does go on the ground. So, look, it's a little bit skimpy in in a race like this, and um, I I like staying chases, but I I you know I don't like extreme staying cases and it's not really a, a race I get too heavily involved in, but yeah look Springfield fox is coming here probably ahead of the handicapper um he is inexperienced but, you know it, it, if he if he jumps the fourth couple well um he could be staying on at the end he, he could be there there bit
0: yeah no i i that, i echo that I, I actually feel that Springfield fox has a good chance in this uh, I remember Tom George speaking about him saying that he wants a marathon. Um, and he wants it soft, he wants heavy ground. Um, it looks like he's been tailor-made for this race and he, he, last race it was a three runner of it was very it was very tactical. And over this new trip he is only seven and he is relatively light lightly raced over both hurdles and fences. This will only be his fifth start over fences. Um I think he's got a I think he's got a good chance and I think you know if you're looking at secret reprieve being an improver I think you can also presume that for the trip Springfield Fox will improve as well and I think at 7 to 1 he represents the better value I mean you're looking at truck, Trucker's Lodge in here who he was second last year and Trucker's Lodge has to you know that day when he when he ran last year he was racing off you know one a really low weight but he's he's now he's he's having to carry an 8 11 stone 8 so it's a it's a big improvement that he's got to find there Trucker's Lodge um, I think Springfield Fox would be the one for me Andrew for yourself would you have one
2: um, oh I'd almost need to have a shower If I back Secret Reprieve at that price In this sort of race yeah. I, I'd feel horrible about myself Um He's definitely the most likely winner Chris But I would take A chance on the Hollow Ginge Because I don't think this is as hard As the Ladbrooks Trophy Um And he'll handle the ground And he should stay the trip Um So I, I'd take the Hollow Ginge Each way especially if you're getting five places
1: Yep Stephen yourself uh yeah, we was just saying before the show, wasn't it, that I, I couldn't back a three to one show in a Welsh national, but the sort of more I look through it, the only thing I was sort of worried about a six year old inexperienced thing might sort of come into it, but when you're you're carrying ten stone one, you sort of I do really rate Evan Williams local track. It could be absolutely thrown in, couldn't it, you know? You have Yarnky Garf like the Headless Chicken as he does, and your briny with her cape on. Um, I can't believe that's 10 to 1. That's That'd be some performance, wouldn't it, it's 11 stone 12. Um, the flyer seems to be Christmas in April, where it is our yard. 10 stone 3. We've sort of touched on the form of the yard the last few weeks, haven't we? We are sort of uh, against him. Ramsey's detay, he was second to elegant escape in this race a couple of years ago. I think he carried about 11 stone 1 that day. He's former around Chepstow. He's, he's absolutely exceptional. I think he's won three and been second twice. Uh,
0: Very gutsy horse.
1: Yeah, he won a Cheltenham race. Uh, he was sort of underperformed a bit of injury last year, but I think this sort of really excels on really, really testing ground. I think if they're patient with him, I could see him sort of filtering through late. Um, whether he'd win off this revised mark, I'm probably not so sure, but 12 to 1, I think, is a decent bit of value. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other shoe like Chris View on Rouge, and Rujan, he's done you a few good turns in the past. <laughs> I've always been in the my opinion is he doesn't stay more than sort of three and a half is his real max, you know. I think he has a real good he ran a real good race last time, like back to form. But he's an eleven year old now. I'd have to be against him. But um I'll probably back round his detail because of his form round here. He, he excels on the going. Uh I should keep coming back to his favourite now, but I won't be backing him. Up. I wouldn't be surprised if he bolted up. The more I look at the race. Thanks for that, Steve.
0: Um, and Andy, what do you fancy for this?
2: I think you came to me already, there, Chris. Um, <laughs> that, must be, that must be the
0: beer <laughs> talking. Five times.
2: Be- yeah. And um, no, Andy, now again for the Welsh. Uh, yeah, abandoned due to frost for me, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> actually, you no, know actually, I'm probably abandoned due to waterlogging. There's loads of rain in the air, isn't there? Probably a good each way chance.
1: will yeah, be the first team. one.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, so, Declan, Springfield Fox, me and you, yeah?
3: Springfield Fox for me, yeah.
0: Yeah, Springfield Fox for myself as well. Right, that sums up our Chepstow coverage. So let's move over to Kempton now on the 27th and the 120, which is the wayward lads, novices chase a grade two here. And uh, this is really a shut up shop, isn't it, for Shishkin? don't you think, Andy?
2: Yeah, look, Chris, I there's only one thing I want to see here. Um it's it's not a lot to ask. I I, I probably I probably won't get it. I, I just want to see Shishkin in a race. That that's all I'm asking for really here. Yeah. Um because what we have here is like I may as well just talk about the Arkle because the what this wayward lad novice chase, neither here nor there. Shishkin will win if he stands up realistically. Um but look, we have a horse that's around six to four, seven to four for the Arkle as a result of beating the living piss out of a horse called Mick Pastor at six to one on over the course and distance where like this this may as well have been a schooling job of Shishkin just on his own on a racetrack because nothing went with him. Did like, yeah, was take like a pole, didn't he? You have to jump in the last. Like yeah, like, no, yeah, Mick Pastor, yeah, the Jockey <laughs> took a pole taking the last to make it like it was Look, that's, again, that's, look, we'll just, you shouldn't be saying that. That that happened in Ireland. Can you imagine? Oh, stop there. You know, uh, Mick Pastry, definitely trying to save two or three pounds there. Like he's, he'll probably, you look, we better not before we get cancelled or or get (laughs) in trouble. But um, look, I I just want to see maybe Gumball go out in front and maybe just see Shish can come off the bridle. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I just want to see, like I we know he finds a lot from the Supreme Novices. I just want to see him jump under a bit of pressure. And um, I don't care what anybody says, I, like by the sounds of it, like the way pundits were going on, it sounds like Shishkin can jump tree fences at the same time last time out. But you know, it, it, if he probably does that in seven barrels on his own, like there was, there was nothing like the fact that there was some, some extra white railings, a winning post and, and a gra- an empty grandstand. That doesn't make it much different than a piece of work. Um, and I'm, that might be harsh. And, um, but that's just the way I see it. Um Gumball should be able to give him a race. He'll go from the front, so we'll get a bit of pace. Um, and look, all I want to see is, as I said, it's just Shishkin in a race. I, I don't think anything else has the ability to give Shishkin a race other than Gumball. I think Quick has been a little bit underwhelming. Um, Tarek Dumatan, you know, he he's definitely a nice horse. Um, he's only five. Um, I, I believe he was taken out of the, the King Henry VIII wasn't he, um, due to the ground he, he was a winner at Wincanton um, it might be a bit unfair to say he's not good enough since that he could be any sort of improvement then there's the Mayor Elusive Bell I just want to see a bit more from them we know what Gumball brings to the table he's a genuine, at bare minimum, low 150s animal from his hurdle form and from his chase form this season And I just want to see him give Shishkin a race just for information for the future really here and then, and then yeah. we take it from there
0: Yeah I can see that because you know that the is going to be running at a fast pace with Gumball who's he, likely to line up in there as well and as you say and with All Mankind who's going to go from the front so you want to see Shiskin travel and you want to see Shiskin jump in here. Do you share the same thoughts there Declan?
3: I I fully agree with Andy um, that chase debut with Shiskin it was just it was a fine Chase debut, wasn't it? Like, it, it, was, it was just typical of the British media. It, it, like, I, I couldn't believe what I was reading. He, he, ran, he ran around Kenton. When well, you're not under pressure around Kenton, you just jumped all fences all day. I jumped it myself, like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's a nice, easy course to run around. <laughs> and put, you know, that, that changes when you go to a King George on his championship pace and it's fast it's very, very fast and your jumping has to be spot on but like this is a horse that we're talking about being an Arkle winner and he's jumped around Kenton well and all of a sudden you know he's better than Arkel it was absolutely ridiculous and like by the way he needs a trip he's not a two-miler and he wouldn't lay a glove on Allen over any trip whether it's two miles two and a half miles oh fighting tug I'd would, agree with that he wouldn't lay a glove on him. He is full of hype. He he didn't get a great run in the supreme. He stayed on well. He chinned the horse on the line, who we know is quirky. You know, he's probably not as talented as as This horse is is overrated. He, you know what? I hope he absolutely. I hope he hacks up here by forty nine lengths or the distance, <laughs> and he flattens again for the Arkle because. Black ball put him in his place, come march him. And I hope he does run in the article because I want to take him on. And if he does run in the article, it'll just give you better value about proper two milers. He's not a two miler. Fair play to him. He won the Supreme. The form of the Supreme is good, but he is he's a hype machine, you yeah. know, and is his, his trainer is reaching for the Cavoye now and he will be telling us he's, he he jumped four fences in a row at home there in, in the one leap. You know he's out jumping the stags and everything when you bring him to the park. Yeah, he,
2: he helped. Uh, he helped. I think he helped with the Pfizer vaccine on his way around Canton as well.
3: He <laughs> did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know we we yeah, we heard he helped with that. Meanwhile, we can't go over there and take back any sterling because you know there's COVID everywhere. You know what you're told by the media is completely different to what's actually going on. I, I don't know what. Look, look, probably he should he'll win this because there's nothing good enough. It's a poor race, you know. Ben Rubin's in here, and he's going to be last at Leopardstown. And if he ran here, he might be second. That's how bad the race is. Gumball was going well. I'm not convinced he would have won won the race at Cheltenham. I have said previously that El Dorado LN would have beat him. And you're looking at him to put it up to him, you know. Quick Rabbin is the horse I, I like going back a long time. He won a Royal Bond. His next race after that, he was far behind Classical Dream at Punches down at the festival. And then I think he was um he, he moved to Fergal O'Brien. He's actually finished ahead of gumball uh, and then he's ran a stinker the last day. I think he ran in the Christmas hurdle last year. He was nowhere. Uh, and I don't know what he's about. He was he was originally trained by um Robbie McNamara, he moved to Willie and now he's with, with Fergal O'Brien. Sort of hit what horse has gone thrown up. He could follow him home. But there's there's nothing here to put it up to him. And when he wins, everyone will be on about how great this horse is. who's beat nothing. and um, it's not a competitive race. I hope he does win by forty nine lengths, I hope he shortens for the arc a lot. I hope he runs in the act because he's BB.
0: Are we
2: not <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I, feel,
3: I
0: feel that we're slating Chiskin a lot, though.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I didn't slate him for the record. No, I, I just I said
0: I want something to give I, him a race. I
3: just, I just give oh, him a race. He needs a trip. He's dead on in the Supreme. And history That has a
0: very slowly run Supreme.
3: Oh, no, but it was on yielding ground. And, and the problem is, you probably don't understand yielding ground because you don't have it over there. But. <laughs> History will tell us, like, horses who stay on in the Supreme usually end up over three miles. Yeah, showed plenty of speed.
0: So he, the well, speed that he showed in that Supreme was... Was he,
3: was really was was he quickening or was everything else slowing, though? Was he staying on and everything well, he else...
0: Run at, was it was, run he was running at a very slow pace, so he was definitely staying on better than the others.
1: He didn't hurdle grey, and he nearly got taken out by that maniac as well. Yeah, but everything else was miles behind him. And he, and he chained a quirky horse on the line.
3: You know, who who by the way, that horse needs a fence as well. He needs a fence to straighten him out, Abacadaris. But, a but
1: man, man, man. I'm not I'm not I'm not picking on Shishkin.
3: He's a good horse, but he's not what we're being told he is. His his debut and Andy touched on it, his debut at Kenton was fine. He was schooling around there. Nobody raced him. The jockey took a pull on the second after he jumped the last to protect the handicap mark. Like I and mean, all of a sudden, this horse is is a short favourite for the apple. It's it's absolutely crazy. It's look, I, I do agree that the British
0: I,
1: press. I, do I, I agree that with that you on, on the price of the apple as well. But in years gone by, you think you think the sprinter Sakura, even your own old footpad like it. They, they're not often wrong when they price these things up, you know.
2: I think. Would you rather? I'm
0: the British press though with this, and I think that the price. For him, for the, for, the, for the article right now, is very, very short.
1: He what jumped great though, like Chris, head?
0: didn't
3: he? Yeah, he, might be, he might be poor old. You he, he jumped those fences with nobody against you. Like, do you know what I mean? He's, he's, he just went around there, popped a few fences. It was
2: fine. It, was, it wasn't enough to blow anyone away. He yeah. was in his comfort zone, you know. That's it, yeah. it wasn't like I all didn't... mankind going like the clappers at Sandown. Or, no, I,
1: yeah, I agree yeah, with yeah, that. I think, I think he could be better with a pace, but I don't know, I disagree with that, especially with Chase because he's so, so knowledgeable. But I think he'd been a little bit harsh. But, um, I, I hope he goes and does the business. I love Gumball, there's something about grazing there in these, in these chases, but
0: yeah, I, lo- you know, I, I think, love
1: Gumball. I like think that. he's priced accordingly with the thought of Henderson pulling this thing out because. <laughs> Three, 7 or 2 he's not going 7 2 going to be down, down to top days. Top. Gumball's going to be 11 or 2 and Elusive Bell's probably priced up because he's a Henderson also at 9 or 2 with the thought of Shishkin coming out but he's going to be 1 to 7 1 to 8 and he's, 10 to 1 bar, bar him but um, yeah. he is probably, I just think this is where you find value heading to March because he
3: will win this race and he needs more than 2 miles but he's going to be poor horses here and he, the bookies will shorten, and people will back him because he's the favorite, and because the media are telling them that he's a good horse. He is a good horse, but he's not a two-miler. He's absolutely not a two-miler. I, I can't have it, and I think he'd be vulnerable in an article. In an article, you're flat to the boards
1: from the beginning. You know, you small more- there, I? You normally get you away- know what? That? Normally, smallish fields, and you sort can sort of get away with it a little bit, but. Yeah, maybe, but, you know, you're going to have horses who are probably
3: not the most economical jumpers, but they're land and running and they're fast, and you know, the, the the pace in an article and it's like the pace in a champion hurdle, it's faster than you've ever gone before, mm-hmm. and that's where these horses are found out, like that's why these favourites don't win these races all the time, that's why only you know, 33% of favourites win races because we're led down the garden the, the garden path by Bookies and and things like this, but this horse is not a two-miler, he's not a two-mile chaser. This is because he won't lay a glove on Envoy Allen. And I'd love to see Envoy Allen in an article because I think he's a special horse, he could run over any distance. But he would not lay a glove on Envoy Allen, and that's what (laughs) will go into the article. You think they'll go marsh novices with Envoy?
0: I, I think,
3: think I, I, I they, they've never they've never hit that they've always said that was the plan and it's probably look I'd love to, I, I'm I'm a traditionalist I'd love to see him in an ankle um but oh no. they would go to marsh he'd be phenomenal in an ankle yeah,
1: yeah I, I suppose if they think he's back, a gold man. cup winner then they're going to take the easier option this year aren't they and then step him up next year. Yeah, you look, can...
3: I, I think he should have ran the champion hurdle. He's the slickest hurdler I've seen for a long time in in oh, a in yeah, division. Oh, definitely. He
0: is he's he's the fastest I've seen in a long time over a fit, over a hurdle. He was brilliant.
3: You know, he was far left yeah, down, turning t- 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 the corner in a march, and by the time they were jumping the last, he he was ahead and he jumped quicker than them all. He's a very slick hurdler. His hurdling is is underrated, and that's why I had a couple of question marks about him going jumping, but. He's, he's been phenomenal since he's gone jumping. He's a special horse and he will drive Shishkin to the Arkle, and that's what's going to get Shishkin beat. If Envoy Allen didn't exist and Shishkin ran in the marsh, he wins it probably. But well, he's not going to win an Arkle, A proper Arkle.
2: Even Aye. if you look at <coughs> Shalikov as a stallion, he's a phenomenal National Hunt stallion, he's the stallion of, um, of Shishkin you Look at his top offspring, offspring obviously, number one being Don Cossack, um, Cruz Lennon, wide receiver, Peace News, no longer with us, Cross Hill. You know, all of these horses are stayers. Um, now, what Shishkin is doing over two miles is absolutely exceptional. He's, in my opinion, completely defying his pedigree. And um, but if Shish, if, if Envy Allen didn't exist or wasn't a novice this year. This Shishkin definitely runs in the marsh in my opinion. Um solely because in my I think over two miles after the third last, I can see Shishkin just be getting the slap down the shoulder and, and he might get outpaced down the hill. Um we may have been a little bit harsh on him here. He's an absolutely exceptional animal, um, but I would be definitely worried about him over over two miles. Personally, I think he could be—he could be a gold cup horse in time, um, but not a too matter.
0: Let's move on from this race, guys. We have covered a lot in that. We even started talking about the Arsenal. Uh, the, arsenal, the
1: arsenal. <laughs> was a good animal. Yeah, yeah. A very good animal. It's <laughs> so a wing, I think, in the eclipse.
2: Nearly won it. Nearly nicked it.
0: Right, the next race that we're going to talk about is the two-mile desert orchid chase. Oh, the there we go. Cool. Oh, he's
1: got the ample ready and we've got to talk about valves. We? <laughs> now,
2: yeah,
1: now we're going to talk about. How getting gone?
2: <laughs> getting the driver right. out. Declan,
0: let's. Um, can you find anything in? in uh, can you can you find anything to tell us about Altio to
3: maybe break my heart a little I more? not him? Is he alive? Is he well? Has he stood on any stones? You know, has, what has this trainer said this week? Is he is he jumping is he 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 jumped past Shiskin That's what I heard the latest. If Aldi R Ar- up here halfway, he should win this race. It's 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 an awful shame. Um the mayor's not here. I mean, you know, the mayor was coming over here to beat Altior and she's great value actually for the race at Leperstown I don't know what that tells you you know, she's 92 for the Leperstown race and she was the big big danger here what yeah, does that say about the two races you know um, and what does, look Altior is, is phenomenal he is proper two miler he, he's got lazy has he's got older but he's so fast and and people say he's you know he they wanted to step him up and trip and I thought he wanted to step up and trip but what he showed us in that ascot race is that he didn't and it's very it, it, you know usually if they have the speed they don't stay and he doesn't stay oh, he's so fast he is the fastest horse in training and i hope he's well i hope he turns up and i, I hope he's himself. And if he is, he wins this, and just enjoy him while he's around. I don't know who puts up some. Um, took to Geneva, put it up to put the kettle on. And we we still don't know who good that mare is. We still don't know. It's she. She's only been racing at Cheltenham for the last year, and he he did put her up to her. She outstayed him. He's an article winner. He goes on heavy ground although it's it's Kempton so it's not going to be too bad Oh yeah I don't know look Score Royale he's been hoarding and suddenly he's running this race he's been hoarding and he's been I felt he was picking up races that were poor races and people were starting to get a little bit excited about him um, and fair play to anyone who got on him like the like fair play, picking him out, getting on him, backing him when he was when he was running in those poor races. But he went to Newcastle. He was second to Epitan, but then he was sort of putting his place the last day in the international. He's a terrible price in this. Um, his his chase and form is not great, and he's he probably priced up on his, his his recent hurdling form. And when you delve into, it, he was he was well placed. Uh, Rouge Vif came up short at Sandown, the race that Altior was meant to run in before he stood on a stone or his, his trainer had another gas at Um So I don't know what to make of him. We were talking earlier on in the season, we were quite excited about him, and I've gotten really, really cold on him. And I'm not sure he'd be due to Geneva here. Um, and then I, I don't know what else is there. Um, one has been up. New is held. Uh, it's it's just it's not. It, you know, for it, if Altiar doesn't turn up, it becomes maybe I'll have a punt here. But it's poor. It might come a little bit more exciting, but it's poor. Um, I hope Altiar as well. I hope he turns up, and I, I hope he, I hope he turns up in March as well, because I we know he's ten. He's rising eleven. But oh, he is phenomenal racehorse. horse. Phenomenal race horse. I I know we, we you know, we, we it it you know the most annoying thing is we don't know how he is. We're told he's in grey form and then he doesn't run and it is very, very frustrating. You know, I wish trainers could be a little bit more honest about things. Um we don't even know if he's still alive and it's, it's a pity because he is such a popular horse. He's a great horse and I'll be aware if he turns up, he wins this race anyway, and Jutis never probably follows him half.
0: Thanks for that, Deck Stephen.
1: Yeah, it's all about the champ, isn't it? Um, actually, for, for an all-just one Supreme and our and a champion chase, I think I think he's actually a better all scan right-handed. Um, I think some of his celebration chase wins at Cassandra and even his novice hurdle at Kempton. He's, I think he's a, he's a much better all scan that way. Is, is he going to run who knows uh, I've actually backed him at 6-1 to one for the championships Chase this week uh, which is a bit of a flyer. but 6-1 one's a crazy price if he's anywhere near his best come the come the day I don't think it's a great division chucking Moscow he win it as an 11 year old Moscow won it as an 11 year old yeah so he will be he'll be 11 when he uh, come that time but Victor Genevieve very exuberant last time Probably done a bit too much between the after the first mile to two up. Uh, probably would have been a worthy winner really. Rouge Vif. I'll leave that to Andy. Um, if Alsieal didn't run, I'll, I'll, Deck was Deck was having a little pop at Screw because I think it was sort of there was a compliment there. But he was only beaten a length in a championship Chase a couple of years ago, and it was really heavy ground which is against him. He's not really a true star at Cheltenham either. But if Alsieal wasn't to run, he, he would. I know I've been sticking him up every time he's run this year, but I'd be happy to back him again if Rail didn't run. If the ground description, which says good to soft currently, which I find hard to believe, was the actual case. But out um, we four or six of this issue. That's probably them erring on caution for the thought that he may not run. He'd you know? probably go twos on, on, on the day if, he, if he's there.
0: And do you feel the same? multi has a shoeing
1: job here?
2: Um, no, far from it, Chris. I, i it's nothing to take away Altior. I, I've absolutely nothing against a horse. It's, it's more so, like, will he need the run? Um, he's, he's basically eleven next week. Is he on the decline? Um, you know, if he had had a run and he'd showed us his, our, our well being, his well being, and one last time, out I, I would have been absolutely, yep, yeah, fair enough. But when you see a horse return from a three hundred and twenty-three day absence, is turning eleven, you know, he, he has a, an official mark of one seven two. Is he a one seven two animal anymore? You know, I, I, I'd say it, I'd say he's, it's odds against that he is. And um, to be brutally honest, now he, he may still be good enough to win this race. Uh, don't get me wrong; I'm 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 not going to tee off on on an absolutely exceptional horse that has only lost three times in his life. Um, you know, but. I would have been so intrigued to see sizing Potsy here, um, you know after his his run against Felix Deji and and that facile handicap win last time out, he was really really on the up and he would have added a real layer uh, to this particular race. Um, the real forgotten horse in this race though really has to be Global Citizen. Now he does have to improve a good deal, um, but it's so obvious just looking at his form that he's he loves flat tracks and um, he was the winner of the wayward Lad last year on this card race where we were talking about Shishkin and he beat Rouge Vif in that particular race. Um he was pulled up at Exeter behind Grenatine Now he, maybe something wasn't right that day and you could always forgive him that. But in my opinion, this is global citizen, global citizens champion chase here. He he's going to have his conditions. He has his track and um, he has his ground. You know, there's no excuses for Global Citizen here. Um, now, unfortunately, it doesn't... I'd be surprised we have, with, with the absence of the Irish horses, we have eight left. Um, and I, I seriously doubt they're all going to stand their ground. Um, so you'd be betting for the first two. And Rouge Vif is definitely an improved animal this year based on what he did at Cheltenham. And it's very, very obvious, with even with the trainer concerns, and just looking through his form that Rouge Viff was cl- is clearly a top-of-the-ground horse. He doesn't want any soft in the going description whatsoever. Now, he ran perfectly fine behind Politologue on very unsuitable ground, and it, it was a real testament to Harry Wishington for letting him run because we definitely know that Rouge 5th doesn't handle this ground. He would have known that the Desert Orchids chase was coming up on the card where it's very, very unlikely to be as testing as it was at Sandown, and he still ran, and he ran a perfectly fine race. And he's only a six year old, he should be improving still, especially with better ground. Is he good enough to beat Altiordo? Like I'd be completely biased if I was saying yes. Um, I just don't have the answer to that yet. But with the betting without Marker, um I, I do think Rouge Fifth is going to come second, but Global Citizen, in my opinion. Strictly at the prices in terms of value May be very, very hard to ignore um, I'm probably going to back him To win and betting without Altior as well um, If he runs Solely because he has All his conditions to suit here um, And he might be an attractable price
0: He'll make it a very um A very quick pace Because he likes to go from the front, doesn't he?
2: He does indeed, yeah Now he can be ridden the other way He doesn't absolutely have to Um but at a park track, at a horse that that just loves going as quick as basically humanly possible, um, you know if anything's in front of them, they're probably doing the wrong thing.
3: Yeah. Look, uh, Andy, you you said Altior is a, a one seventy two horse there, but he he's not really. He you know to put that into perspective, Sirinam is one seventy six. Altior is better than that. It's just how he does his business is how he's ended up at that mark. Where the Suriname has has beaten you know it's like Frankel used to beat horses outside you know see the stars would have won by length all the time and and that's the problem with the handicap system you know it's it done on it's it's done on distance and you know where it's it, it's someone's opinion at the end of the day But Adior was probably better than that 172 and he's probably regressing he might only be coming back to 172 in real terms rather than in an opinion. Like, you know, he's he's had to be asked the question and he's quick and then he's just be horses. And that's how he's ended up with that mark rather than really how good he is. Yeah, yeah it's,
2: he had a peak of 175 and basically the handicappers dropped him £3 for the turn of the new season by the looks. Yeah. Um, but no you know but is one seven six and he's an absolute spoofer and we spoke spoke earlier about how we
3: he, he won't be mapped in, in a King George like you know just to put things into perspective you know Altior's a better horse than now over right. two miles yeah. over two miles yeah yeah oh yeah, oh look yeah okay look they the, they should never race they should never race each other but he's a better animal Right, thanks very much
0: for that, guys. Uh, that brings us to a close on the Kempton card though. Let's move over to Leopardstown now. Uh I bet you're rubbing your hands together here, Andy and Declan, for this one. It's the Paddy Rewards Club Chase, the grade one on the twenty seventh at one ten. Uh the market is headed by Shakun Poussois, who's one to two on at the moment. Notebook and that's uh, a horse that Andy's mentioned a couple of times in the past. And I think you've got a soft spot for that, haven't you, Andy?
2: I, I love psychopaths. Um I'm, I, you know, as a as a fellow psychopath myself, um I do love seeing the equine version.
0: Yeah. And then we've got put the kettle on, who's gonna come looks like he's gonna come here and said Anamix, Castle Grace Paddy and La which are the, the three outsiders there. What do we think about this one then, Declan?
3: It's 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 a really hot race and I can't believe how short um Shaqan Forswise is. He he was far from fluent. The last day at Cork, um, really didn't look like the horse he was last year. I I remember being at Nace for his Irish debut. He won his beginner chase, and I I didn't go in. I was just driving boy and and stopped at the, the second last fence. And Jesus Christ, he was phenomenal. You know, um, I wasn't in there, so couldn't see didn't did, not couldn't see them. Just seeing them approaching. Seen him go down the first time and then seen him approaching the, the second half fence and he was miles care and he was he was so good at the fence. He was really enjoyed to watch. And he was not like that at Cork. And I thought you he, he wasn't fluent, I he was quite worrying. Now look he's had some time off and maybe he's just sharpening himself up, but he wasn't jumping like a two miler. and um, he wasn't jumping the way he you know he was he was slow he was quite slow and if the article winner in here you've Notebook in here he was you know he was one grade ones and he's he's wanted to two. I just think it's an absolute crazy price um as Andy said no book is um he's a head case no crowd again will will help him uh, he was good the last day at nice and he's a Big big danger here. Put the kettle on. It, it's the first race away from Cheltenham, and our first race in Ireland in over a year. She's the Arkle winner. She's followed her up. You know, I, I do love a good mare, and we, we really don't know how good she is. She she just might not blitz races, and she might just see them out and win them, no matter who she's up against. But we're still waiting to find out. And she's I uh, I don't know whether it's Irish Racing website acting up again, but I bet three six five she six to one. Can
2: you see any prices? That oh, I'm seeing nine to two here, but that's only with one bookmaker, so yeah. It could she's be. Nine to two with Powers earlier, and and
3: it's still that's it, it, It's not adding up to me, you know. As as we've said already, this was the horse, you know, that had Altior shaking in his boots, gone to Kempton, and. Chacun Pour who has still really to prove himself is one to two when she's nine to two. Like have, have is this is this the value is the, the bookies missed the trick here and this is you know get get, get your Christmas money here and, and put the kettle on. But well, it it's 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 not just or it is a competitive race. Castle Grace Patty is is probably just he's he's just below he's probably proper grade two horse and um, and he will turn up here, and he'll compete for a, a long way. And he, he's probably he's just not quite good enough. He ran in the single great the last day. We thought if it turned heavy, he'd be he'd be a great bet. He wasn't good enough, and he he I don't think he'd be good enough for this because I think it's a good race. animix is is the one, and you'll probably talk more about him. And he you know he's had two impressive chase wins. He's beaten good horses. He stays well. He's very, very interesting, and I, I don't know what price he is because what's coming up here is not true. But I'd imagine he's 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 decent value. I just think the price Chacun Pour soir is here is, is is giving you great value about the rest of them. Like le Richebourg, it's hard to know. He looked the real deal. He'd been off for a year, and then he was never happy in in the John Dorgan, and I think he was pulled up in the end but he didn't look as old self now maybe you know he just needed that and he's going to come on but it didn't look to me now and that was hard to see that day you couldn't see much before, but it doesn't read well it, it wasn't like he didn't run a good race and he's going to come on for that he ran no race he, he never jumped or um I'm definitely going to take on the favourite and there's good value about Notebook, Put the Kettle On and Anamix and I would be I, I wouldn't be for Anamix winning the race, it would be between Notebook and Put the Kettle On for me and I I do I do love Mad Bastards as, as Andy does as well, you know, but I, I do love a good mare and I'd probably be swaying towards um, Put the Kettle On
0: Thanks for that, Declan.
3: There
0: um, is good value away from Shaq and Porsois, you would say. Uh, Andy, what do you think?
2: I have a different opinion of this race every time I look at it. Um, it it's just one of those type of races, really. You know, you, I initially look at it and you, you check the champion chase bet and you see Shaq and Porsois and you just go, okay, wherever he's going to go, he's likely going to be a certainty. And then you... You look at this particular field, and he's anything but really. But he's a two's on shot, so you nearly can't help yourself but get involved. Um, I, it's hard to pick holes in Chacon from persual. I, w- I would forgive him a seasonal reappearance at Cork. Um, like he's always improved for his runs. He he did so last year, and um, he did so when he when he, well, obviously he improved that he won at Nice and then he won a punches to he won punches town. Obviously you're going to improve if you win at beginners chasing down a grade one. So um but you know two's on I I can see why the bookies have ducked for cover because you know if he's even money people are going to be having serious bets on him. But you look at his calibre of opposition here. You've last year's Arco winner getting seven pounds. Um obviously it wasn't their first choice, but I doubt it makes a huge difference. Um, I know she loves getting her passport stamped and she's going to have to now after Brexit but um, put the kettle on going to have to be seriously seriously respected here you know she's a real stayer over two miles um, she's she's probably not the fastest horse in the race but she'll be galloping all the way to the line and she's not you know it, it's, it's not that she she'll fall out of a losing position too out she will be there and she will be doing all her best work late notebook for me isn't a two miler um, as crazy as he is he he was flat to the boards last time out at Nice, and that just really really suited him and he was doing all his best work late he could be a two and a half miler in time if he settles um, and the longer there's no crowd the better for him because um, he's just a he's just a, like you know he's the type of horse you flick a switch and he just goes over the top it's almost like you're walking a tightrope at Notebook 24-7. Um, you just have to be so careful with him. Um, but he might be seen to better effect over further. And I'm, I, I think, you know, mm. I think Shaq and might get an easy time of out in Frontier. Um, I don't see anything to really go with him. And I know Notebook is in the field and he can do it if he wants to, but he was just so impressive for coming off the pace the last time that I think the Bromhead and Blackmore might take a chance and hold him up again. Um as for La like he had the he had the the two mile division at his feet when he went, you know, a couple of years ago before he went wrong. It's great to see him back. And um, it should be noticed or it should be noted that, you know, Joseph O'Brien has has brought horses from lengthy layoffs before that have been pulled up and then one on their next start. A certain horse called Ed Wolf comes to mind. Who, you know returned from the dead when pulled up in the Savills chase and then won the Irish Gold Cup at 100-1 to 1 or whatever, or the, the Powers Gold Cup or whatever you want to call it. So La I would expect him to improve dramatically. Um, Christ knows what he did in the fog last time out. He could have hit a fence. He could have just blown up. He might be a shadow of himself after that injury, but he's definitely worth keeping an eye on, especially if there's money for him. But the horse I really, really wanted to touch on and, and Declan alluded to it was Anamix and um, so unexposed this horse had had, a, had apparently you know found a cure for every horrible disease known to man when he came off the boat from france he was already
3: supreme didn't he a couple of years ago yeah he
2: was he, he was he was favored for the supreme before he even set foot on the track really yeah. um, kind of like get a bird and all that back in the day but he went wrong um, and it was great to see him back um it's great seeing back now. He's been absolutely phenomenal over fences. Like he he laughed at Tiep last January and um, making all the running. And um, then he got injured and then he came back and he beat a very much out of form spyglass hill by nine lengths and was you know he only really had to show up there over two and a half miles. Um you know that form wouldn't be anywhere near good enough to win a grade one. But he's definitely going the right way, and he's only seven, and he could well be a pace angle here, especially dropping back to two miles. Um, and he's twenty-five to one. He's being severely disrespected here. Um, like it's it's very very, you know, th- this horse could be anything. Um, and if you get it, could be anything. A horse and it could be anything. Brackets at twenty-five to one, even though it's a grade one, you have to take that into consideration. He is probably the value of the race here, in my opinion, and I would probably take a little flyer on Animix at such a big price.
0: Excellent. Thanks very much, for that, Andrew. Very insightful. Um, as Declan also alluded to,
1: Stephen. Yeah, no. Well, um, I'm really I'm totally with Declan on the favourite. Um, saying this is talking is probably a bit a bit offending, but it's only race. What's it run five times in about five years? It's I'm not sure of the history of the horse whether it's had injury problems or what, but he's he's probably probably his highest rated when was beating Min over two miles. Min Min's, Min's a top class horse, but over two miles he's I find him pretty pretty slow. It seems that seems a bit harsh, but second to Altior, wasn't he? Um, he's definitely found his trip now. He's been winning races like the Ryanair and the race last time out in the fog. I don't think he's a two mile. I don't think Shaq and Puswa has done anything overly exceptional to warrant a 11 to four mark for the for the Champion Chase. Um, with regards to finding out to beat, I'm not God knows. Like the guys have sort of touched the note, but they have not Sutton also followed too closely. Obviously, put the kettle on. I've seen plenty of with uh, with the Arco winning its last win behind Duke de Genevieve. I, was, I suppose five to one is quite a fair price. But Anamix is. Um, if I was to have a bet, I'd probably follow the lads in on that. Really, a um, bit a good yardstick, and Andy was quite keen on Spyglass Hill in the Kerry National uh, last time. He didn't run very well, but he beat that absolutely bolted up beating that, and then and in its race last year when it won at Fairy Ass. It had horses like Chosen Mate in fourth, who absolutely bolted up in the uh, Johnny in the Grand Annual at the Festival. So. I think 25 to 1 maybe maybe a bit of an insult, which I didn't actually realise till about 10 minutes ago until the boys started talking about it. So we're sort of jumping on the bandwagon with that, Chris, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. All right, thanks very much for that, guys. That was a very in-depth uh, look at that race. Um, let's move on now to the Paddy Power Future Champions, Novices Hurdle. Um, I think this is a very, very decent renewal here. At, um, 145 at Leppertown on the 27th. Um, horse I'd like to just mention before we move on to this one is uh, well before as we talk about this one is Keskin Risk, um, one of my book horses this year and left it late when scoring narrowly at um, Furry House in the maiden hurdle. He'll probably need to leave that behind, but there's a huge amount of scope to improve, and he's certainly the value again for me here against Appreciate it and Bally Adam. What do you think about this one, Andy?
2: Oh, this is probably the race of, cri- of the Christmas kind of window isn't it really just in terms of competitiveness and you know if you draw up a two mile grade one novice hurdle you know try and name me a horse an irish horse anyway that that's not in this field that should be outside of obviously fernie hollow who's injured and there probably isn't one um it's an absolutely phenomenal renewal um like my my old lad my dad would would agree with you chris he's he's already backed kescon risk for the supreme and hasn't stopped and he won't shut up about him <laughs> yeah. but um he like the way he described it and i'd be inclined to agree with like his the turn of pace he showed after the last to to kind of get the jockey out of jail to beat indigo breeze a fairy house last time out was incredibly impressive um and he's he could be every bit as good as Ballyadam adam and appreciate it and um, you know it's a like even seeing like decent yardsticks here like juke up price, priced at fifty to one just shows you the strength and depth of this race really um fire attack as well he pulled for his absolute life um last time out over two and a half miles when he was only beaten half length by fakira and that that form has been franked. Um, I know Fakira didn't win last time out, but he ran a perfectly respectful race under a penalty. Um, fire attack is so inexperienced, and he could be the pace angle here. Um, I thought they might we might have seen a hold on him, possibly, um, but I think he'll go to the front and, and play catch-me-if-you-can tactics. And It is interesting that the, Joseph O'Brien has, has skipped the option of going to a maiden hurdle with him and, and kept him in graded company and actually stepped him up to grade one company. Um, they obviously think a hell of a lot of that horse, and he should be one to keep a note on. Um, coming back to the top two there's Bally Adam and Appreciate um, it like Appreciate it I thought they would keep them for for the for the race at Nice, the two two and a half mile the Lawlers the Lawlers of Nice uh, on January 10th to two and a half mile grade one won by Envoy Allen last year um, but they're keeping them to two miles possibly due to the absence now of Fernie Hollow they're probably going to try Appreciate it over the shortest trip and, and they were really brush up as jumping his maiden hurdle form was um Frank last time out. Um or not fr- Frank last time out, but Frank by the runner up, um Master McShee, who does run in the handicap and um, the, the next race to 220 on the twenty-seventh. He's very much worth noting as well. Um Bally Adam, I'm very surprised Bally Adam is in favourite. I'm, I'm seeing seven to four appreciated fifteen to eight Bally Adam, and I probably have it the other way around, maybe Bally Adam a good degree shorter solely because He's very likely the faster horse, but he does need to brush up on his hurdling. He he got away with it in the Royal Bond, but this is a much better field. Um, I'd actually take on the top two. Um, the only thing is I don't know with who uh lyreen Lyrene was he really impressed me uh being Wolf Prince at nace the last day. Now I know Wolf Prince isn't is, is only a fair yardstick, but this is a, a four-year-old that clearly keeps impressing Gordon Elliott because you know, he's stepping up to grade one company here and he's he's never been the fancied the most fancied of Gordon Elliott's runners or he's never been really strong in a bedding, but he just keeps winning. Um and you have to love that in a horse, especially a horse so young, getting a bit of weight concession here. You're asking me to split these, it's it's really hard to do. I, I think Call Me Lorraine has really good value at around ten to one. Um and Kescon risk he like what he showed from the back of the last was impressive. Um like i 'm really intrigued to see Bally Adams jumping here as well, and um, it 's so hard to split them i 'd be between Kescon Risk and Tommy Laine solely at the prices and I, I, this isn 't even me i haven 't even mentioned a devil's coachman who 's another horse that that 's very interesting um, but it 'd be maybe Tommy Larien or Kescon risk at the prices chris but it 's an absolutely fantastic renewal
0: yeah I agree with that it fully is a very very uh, well a, a superb standard renewal, I believe. Stephen, let's. What do you think on this, mate? Uh,
1: well, the first bit of my notes was exactly what Andy started off with. I thought appreciate we'd we'll be looking at we'd we'll be looking at it running over a further trip this year instead of the two mile. But obviously, like Andy alluded to, the Fernie Hollow Hollow situation's probably uh, sort of decided that for them. Um, yeah, it's, for me, Chris, as I'm watching brief. Uh, Bailey Adams was talking to us, wasn't he? Was beating a ridiculous odds on price uh last season at Navan wasn't it? I think it's one to four or something. Uh completely fluffed his lines. He's since come back, done everything asked of it. Six to four shot. Um did you say Andy you thought uh, appreciate was favourite or
3: appreciate his favourite yeah yeah his
0: favorite Yeah, seven I'm seeing
1: Belly Adams six to four favourite appreciate at fifteen to eight but um,
3: Ah Paddy Powers have it the other way around. Yeah, Paris Accordion, day appreciate
1: it. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a tackle for me. It looks like a match on paper. It's, for me, it's just something to watch and to get more insight for future reference, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, Declan, what about yourself for this one?
3: Yeah, I, I agree with a, a lot of what Andy said. And um, appreciate it. He, he won his Proud um, and debut quite well. And the second horse um has won since I didn't know he was running in the handicap, bandy, But I will um be having a small punt on that. Um, he was good that day. They pulled well clear, and it was a bit like, what is that horse doing going after him? Um, absolutely destroying the handicap mark, But maybe the horse that was second is 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 a good horse, you know. I do think Bally Adam should be favourite reading the form. I'm disappointed he's not favourite because I want to take him on but he has won a Grade one he's won the Royal Bond and um, Castmate was second it, it was oh, oh, the Royal Bond can be a poor race a lot of years he won comfortably enough he, I can't want to buy at him I can't want him at all I do wish he was favourite um, I do find it hard to want to appreciate it as well but I would prefer appreciate it to to Bally Adam. Um the the O'Brien horse can risk that, that you all like, you know, he got up on the line. I'm i still yet to be convinced. He got up on the line and a sort debut. I get what you're saying, he you showed a lot of pace. Um but I I I, I personally I haven't marked him yet. I, I do like fire attack. Um, he's very very interesting here at, at a decent price. He, he was ahead second to Fruit land in his bumper. Uh, it was a huge run in the Grade Three Hurdle on in his debut over jumps. He was behind Fakira, and Fakira was second last week. And we sort of had a go at Fakira, and we had a go at that race, the the Grade Three Hurdle, and that was a slowly run race, and Fakira stayed on and. But second last week, you know, backing up the farm and and fire attack is a big big danger here. Um Andy's dead right about Camille Lorraine. Um we 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 didn't know what to say about that Grade Two quarter at Nice. We had very little information on it, and I think uh, a lot of us went for the Mouse Morris horse. But Camille Lorraine has won the race, and you know that that's worth noting probably not a sexy horse and that's where you're getting the good value here, but is a big big danger. You have Ngolo who I don't know I think Ngolo needs a trip, but you could see Ngolo going in the Supreme from the front. And if people if if jockeys weren't included in or it was it was, you know, an average Supreme, he could go and win it, but he you know
0: you you are such a gutsy horse and N'Golo
3: yeah he is a gutsy horse but you know if, if Ruby was going to ride N'Golo around Cheltenham in the Supreme from the front he'd be going maybe maybe but I don't think he's good enough and I I don't know what they're going to do with him um, they're running him at two miles again here I think he needs a trip or he needs that he needs to be ridden that way and look we, we'll find out we'll find out on the 27th uh, Jesse Evans is a horse that I don't know whether I like it or not. Um I did put Jesse Evans for up for the race and Navin I think it was Navin Navin on was one of those unseated at the force. Uh still haven't found out. Could be could be a danger here, could be good value because of that. And I think that was the race that in won. So we just don't know about Jesse Evans. Like in Golo twelve to one, Jesse Evans thirty three to one. I think Jesse Evans was You know, that was my selection for that race, so there could be some value there. Duke Cup is a really good horse, really, really likeable. Won't be good enough, but, you know, very good yardstick. You know, I I like the Devils Coachman, and that was a commanding win over Carroll's Cottage. And Carroll's Cottage is a horse I I quite like, of Philip Fenton's, and we're going to touch on that in, in a later race. I think he's quite exciting and I think he's good value here. And um, it's, it's a really, really competitive race. Um, I don't know whether it's a race to really have a better end, but if I was going to, it would be the, the Devils coachman. But it's going to be, this going to be a great race to look back on going forward. But uh, yeah, my selection is probably going to be the Devils coachman.
0: Excellent. And uh, Stephen, yourself? Valley Adam for me, Chris Bally Adam for you De- uh, Declan, what do you fancy? The Devils Coachman And Andy?
2: I'm going to take a flyer and call me Lorraine, Chris because I, the level he's ran to is not reflective in his price and he's only four and he should be able to come on again
0: Excellent, thanks very much, guys Right, last race we're going to cover at Leopardstown is the 255 which is the Paddy Power Chase the Extended Handicap Chase Grade B uh, it's so over three miles. I mean, huge race, full of loads of handicappers in here. Um Declan, where do you want to start off with this one? It's
3: a punch. can you believe? Yeah. I never even looked this race, and I'm quickly scanning through it. I didn't look at it at all as I forgot all about it. But <laughs> Hongway to Lee, thank you, sorry. Is here. And we've spoken about Hongway to Lee a lot, and the vegans in here. Look, there's a lot of ones you see every year. Plan of attack, you know, done. more Magnatari, Fitz Henry, Roaring Bull. We all know the Roaring Bull moment. But um, home the League, maybe. This could be more his level and and this this sort of race he's looking for. Um, I'm sorry, lads, I I forgot all about this race. But, yeah, Dunvegan
2: are the our, our home by the league for me.
0: Not to worry, Declan, not to worry. It's a massive race, isn't it, Andy? Big betting race.
2: This is one of my favourite races of the year, Chris. I, I have always had a soft spot for the Paddy Power chase. I've, I don't know why. I've no rhyme or reason to it. I always forget the Welsh National is on because of this race. Um, mm. And it's nothing to do with the Welsh National. Um, I think it's more because it kind of hit me as a kid I was used to always go up to Leopardstown very often was the 27th and I'd, my dad would buy me the race card and you, I, I just remember turning the pages forever just looking at the Paddy Power chase oh there's more in the next page there's more in the next page and I'd be trying to pick out my, my favourite colour or the, the horse with the most ones beside its name or whatever system I used when I was a nipper but it, it's, it's just a race that's always stood better to better me better than you use now <laughs> Yeah, oh, but um, look, it's it, it's a fantastic race. Um, do I have the winner of it? Probably not. And um, to be brutally honest, you can you can you can hear all the the handbrakes coming off as as we speak as well. They're all getting lifted up here. Um this is always a race where you tend to get a fantastic finish as well. Around Leopard Sound, it's a fair track. You do need luck and running like any three mile chase with a big field. Um. Look, there is a couple of horses that that did come to that did come to me. I'm not going to bore everybody by going through all the runners. Um, look at an absolute colossal price. Um, and he is amateur ridden, which kind of annoys me a little bit, but it is what it is. Um, would be Machuka, six year old, and now this is about fifty to one. Um, trying three miles for the first time. Um. He was beaten 13 lengths by Anna Mix at Gowran last time out, but I thought he ran a really, really nice race and he kept on late, kind of suggesting that maybe three miles it was about time to try it. He ran very respectably in the Close Brothers last year behind Imperial Aura. Um, Garoda Lockland inherited him from Gordon Elliott after Chris Jones took all his horses out of the yard. Um, I don't know what may have happened there, but believe it or not, Garoda Lachlan has done a phenomenal job with this horse. He's actually improved him um, and, and very few people can you know, can can say that. and um, it could just be the case that the horse is getting better with age, and um, but he has won a beginner's chase with him. It's about time to go three miles. Um it's a local owner, Chris Jones. He he loves having winners at Leopard Sound. It, him and Barry Connell are always the two uh, Barry Connell's a trainer now these days, but they're the two type of silks, the the maroon and white stripes and the and the yellow with the navy. They're the two silks you usually look out for at Leopard Sound at this time of year. And um, he's such a huge prize here, like 50 to 1. You're gonna get probably six places. It's a no-brainer each way, bet for me. Um Home by the Lee, if he was to win this as a five-year-old, would be absolutely astonishing. But I don't think this race is going to suit um as much as I like him for for races like National Hunt Chase down the line. Um there was another one I wanted to touch on. Yeah, um, last year's winner, Roaring Bull. Um, obviously, or not last year's. I think it was t- winner two years ago, Roaring Bull at this stage. I don't know, last year's winner. Um, yeah, uh, he, like he ran a very, very nice race um, in the tri-town. He's beaten 18 lengths by the jam man who was absolutely chucked in. Um, you know, you take the jam man out. He's the winner of the tri-town most years. Um, it was a great bit of placing by Ronan McNally to, to win that. But, you know, he's 25 to 1. He's 7 pounds above his last winning mark. And if Gordon Elliott is doing with him what I think, you see Gavin Broder up taking off the 7, very capable. Um, I think Roaring Bull could run a huge race. Um, I think this is maybe his season's target solely because he won the race last year. and um, They've put the correct claimer on him. So if you let me have two at ridiculous prices, it would be Roaring Ball at 25s and Machuca at 50s.
0: Excellent. Well, we'll take those prices. Stephen, anything for yourself?
1: Uh, yeah, I actually really like one in this race. Castle um, Boone West, the favourite. Um, I was sort of watching the RSA back a couple of days ago and he was he was sort of tracking Champ all the way. He sort of made a complete hash, I think it was the last or the second last. Um, I've got real reservations about whether he'd stay on. I was sort of looking at, looking at him at first as a bet because of that sort of bit of form, but he sort of emptied so so quickly. He looked like he, he could have walked through the fence before actually unseating him. Um, so I'd be interested to see how he goes at tens. I wouldn't be that keen at all. Um, Fitz Henry, I've sort of I feel like I've been backing him in these races for the last two or three years. He never sort of gets his head in front. He sort of runs well, especially in the bigger handicaps without actually doing much in the trials. Um, The one I really like is the the Triumph winner from two years back, Farkless. Um, After he won won the Triumph, he sort of went missing for a year or so. But he's won three little races, like beginner's chases. Um, I can just see him being in his element in a race like this. When he won the Triumph, he he never actually won a race before the Triumph. He was beaten in two or three races. Races that were sort of slow pace. I can just see this being tailor-made for him. Breakneck pace, uh, well-weighted stone for Jack Kennedy on bold, I think sixteen, eighteen, the ones I really, really like him.
0: Thanks very much, Stephen. Um, one that I like myself in this one actually is the Henry De Bromhead and uh, Rachel Blackmore ridden Manila Times. He was held in high regard when switching from point to point races to Henry De bromham I and he's been a little disappointed. But he came back in September with a win at the stall. I'd just be in hoping he improves again. He's been a little bit fragile. It's very competitive, um, and I know that. I think uh, how many times am I see here? Yeah, McManus has won this three times in the last five years. Uh, he's come second in it in the last five years, second once, third once in the last five years. So he obviously targets something like this. It's a shame that Locks Corner didn't get won't get in here because that's that's why I was asking for. Earlier with Declan, uh, whether we can actually send horses over to you because John Juan Neal's got Locks Corner still in, it looks at this race, but he won't be able to send him. But I thought Locks Corner was the bollocks over here, Chris. Yeah, we won't want to send any of that COVID over to you. But I think Manila Times is another one. He's going to get in at the lower end of the weights, and I think he's an improver if he can come back from that September win. Um, yeah, as we said, a very competitive field, So, Manila Times for myself, Stephen, some up yours?
1: Yeah, I think Farclash steps up in trip. Really looking forward to seeing him, man.
0: Excellent. Declan, some up yours, mate?
1: Uh, Done vegan for me.
0: Done vegan. And Andrew, yourself?
2: Yeah, just a quick side note about Locke's Corner to anybody listening. Um, the bookies have clipped him from 12s to 8s, even though he literally cannot enter the country. Um. So wait until he's withdrawn to make your bet, or else you'll be hit with a real four. Um. So which which is utter bollocks. He should be out as a, as it stands right now, but he's still in. Um. So do wait. Um. But Machuka and Roaring Ball at twenty fives. Um. Roaring Ball, Machuka fifties each way.
0: Great value there. Right, this is the last race we're going to be covering on the podcast tonight, and it's the 205 at Limerick. And it's the Jaguar Land Rover Novices Hurdle, the Grade Two, over two, just shy of three miles here. And uh, at the top of the market, we've got Baps and the Fire and Farouk Dilem for the Gigastown team, and Gordon Elliott and Henry de Bromhead. Um, cost a lot more than a third favourite. Uh, a few other ones who are quite interesting. i not sure how you say this, I think it would be Vanillier. Uh, for the Gavin Cromwell yard was a nice winner last time. He stayed on quite well. Um, Declan, want to kick us off on this one? I'm sure you'll know a lot more about these than I will.
3: Yeah, I, I won't get stuck into too many of them. Um, I I think the ones at the top of the market are are really worth taking on, and I I, I like Carl's Cottage. It was obviously you know the name stood out to me originally. And I've I mentioned the Devil's Coachman. He was second to the Devil's Coachman at Cork. I just think he's a lovely racing style for these staying hurdle races. And, you know, th- dare I say he could be an Albert Bartlett horse. And I think he's, I, I've lost prices again here. Um, that
2: You're getting anything? about 16s, Declan.
3: 16s, yeah. Oh, what a bet, yeah. Huh? Get it all on. <laughs> I uh, totally agree, uh, actually. I, I think I think he's a really good horse. I think he's been overlooked here. Um because the ones at the top of the market there there's lots of holes to pick in the farm. Uh, and he has a lovely sort of relaxed way of going. He he's he's racing behind a bit. He's just having to be asked, you know, he's lazy. Um I, I think this race is gonna suit him down to the ground. He ran a cracker at Cork and Limerick can be quite similar. Similar, they're big oval shapes, and I think he could surprise a lot of people here. I think he's a, a good bet at that price.
0: Thanks very much for that, Declan. Stephen, anything from you?
1: No, uh, what guys? I, I actually slipped this one. I didn't, I didn't realize we was doing it. Um, <laughs>
0: not to worry. Man.
1: I just spotted one. A good friend of mine. He's not a bad judge either. He um. He backed Farruk Delane at uh, 33s for the potato race last week. It's just jumped off the pages. I'm looking at it, Chris. But I would have nothing else to put in. Um, and I apologise for that. Not to worry about it. Andy, want to finish us off on this one?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, Declan's dead right. Um, Carl's Cottage really impressed me over this course. Uh, last time out, winning as easy as he liked, really. Um, seven ninth winner it's hard to know what he beat. Um, he was odds on. He was long odds on and actually drifted to close enough even money. Um, so he, like, you know, maybe they just thought he was going to win. They didn't bother put the money down. And, you know, these, these sort of races probably don't attract a lot of betting interest. So he might've just drifted due to lack of interest. Um, my one worry about Carl's Cottage, however, he is only four. Um, he is getting a weight concession, but in very testing ground over three miles, you know, he he might need this experience. And um, but I feel that's been factored into the sixteen to one here. Um, I don't think Ragnar Lodbrook is up to too much. He's he's up the top of the betting. Uh, sure, Darren's hope be him, and that's eleven to one. Like Darren's hope was, ran obviously very poorly at Cork, but she is a one twenty seven rated mare. Ragnar Lodbrook. Like at the absolute max, probably has to be rated around there. this is a graded hurdle. At the end of the day, like there has to be something better than that. Um, Farouk Delan should appreciate the easier ground. Um, I know it was soft and he it was poor last time out. But um, as as much as that form is kind of working out with Fakira, it was still a mess of a race. So you would forgive an, an inexperienced horse that run. Um. <laughs> I wouldn't be getting too excited about five to two, to be honest. I, I think Carol's Cottage is fantastic each way value here. I'd be with Declan, um, you know, so if, if two of us are, are sweet enough on a horse at that price, it, it probably sh- it's probably well worth backing.
0: Excellent, Carol's Cottage each way from both of you guys each way. Declan, or are you going to say that that's the <laughs> you want to go full on? What what
3: price you
2: say it was Andy? Sixteens. You're getting 16s. I'd say you back that each way. I know I know how much you hate it, but, but that, that... Yeah, that's...
3: at 16s, I'd be probably
0: going each way, yeah. Excellent. Right, and that summarises all of our podcasts for this evening. Right, thanks very much, guys. It's been a long one, but we've got to the end of it. So thanks very much, Andy.
2: Not a problem, Chris.
0: And thank you very much to Declan.
3: Yeah, just just before I say goodbye, I just want to draw people's attention to um Sam Corling's horse in the bumper at Leperstown on St. Stephen's Day or Boxing Day is is forties into 14s and it's just just taken out of it. And um, sometimes you know it it's a little bit lost. It's gone lost in in modern times with the introduction of social media and that. But to have a runner at the Leperstown Festival at Christmas is pretty special. To have a winner is is extraordinary, and you know that there, that's. I think that's um, it's, it's worth well taking out of forty into, into one More than a memory, it's called.
0: That's right. More than a memory, just noticing that not myself. That's a 3.25 in the flat race. And Stephen, thank you very much for joining us, Steve.
1: Yeah, cheers. I've enjoyed that.
0: Excellent. Right. Have a good Christmas, everybody. Thanks for listening.
1: And yeah, Dad, we'll see you
0: uh, just after Christmas for our next ones. Thanks very much, guys. See you later.
2: Cheers, bud.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode.